What's good with you guys? Johan Francis CSCS right here. This is Ego Killer. Inside the gym flow for outside in life. Find me at egokillershow.com and on the newsletter on Substack. Yo, I hope this one finds you guys doing amazing. I hope you woke up with a sense of purpose today. I hope you are looking to get after it this week and set some new goals. By now, you've already learned to check in with yourself, to look back at the old goals you wrote down for the month, for the year, definitely for the week maybe, and see how much you've done to stay on top of things. And I know that you guys have been after it, right? You've been after it and that you are on point with your goals. If that's the truth, I want you to count that victory because that's important. And if you haven't, now's the time to get back after it. Now's the time to get back after it. All right. It's easy for us to count L's. We don't even have to. <laughs> At the end of the day, you don't even have to count your losses. You got to learn from your failures, right? That's about it. I mean, you don't have to count them and keep them in some kind of like lockbox underneath your bed with the boogeyman. No. Instead, though, I do want you to count your W's. Those things are much less um, poignant usually in our day-to-day lives. So count your W's. Count your victories. Throw up. Chuck them up. All right? And hopefully you guys have been progressing along the way. Every time we do this show, we need you guys to take some actionable advice. All right? So I'm always the one advising, advising. I'm going to do the same thing. What I'm going to do on this podcast, this show, this monologue is I'm going to add a couple of segments. I'm going to do a guest segment and I'm going to do not a segment, but a whole show guest show. And I'm also going to do a show called why is this important? So once a week, I'll do why is this important? That's going to start popping next week. Why is and next week it's going to be why are greens important? Why is athletic greens important. If you haven't heard about Athletic Greens, Athletic Greens is a green drink. You will definitely hear it in passing if you're on the YouTubes, on the interwebs, and you have been clocked by disembodied algorithms into listening to sport-adjacent content. You know what I mean? So if you're listening, you have a passing interest, right, in what the angels of Anaheim, California, Southern are doing or the Pittsburgh Pirates or whatever, you know, football, baseball, soccer, tennis, whatever. Chances are your content is going to start feeding you ads in order to target you, which is what happens. And uh, you'll probably at some point hear Athletic Greens. So I want to talk about why that's important. I've made some connections uh, about greens. Everyone's taking greens. That's going to be on the next episode of Eagle Killer. Today, though, I want us to... Well... You know, I like I said, I'm making sure that you're getting after your goals. And this is within the context of the gym. It's within the context of being super active. Well, part of being super active that gets less attention is being super active upstairs between the ears. That's where it really, really matters, doesn't it? Some of the biggest gains that you're going to make come between the ears. And I'm talking about your mind, your brain, your cognition, right? A lot of the times when I was training with um, certain teams, coach would always say, don't turn your brain off. 
because it's easy to get into a mode. You know, when I was training with shout out to Crystal Warrior Washington, he'd always he would mention a few times he would say, I don't ever want to get in there and start training and sparring and just be on autopilot. And when he first said it, I wasn't exactly sure what he meant. Right. Because I'm thinking, yo, if someone's swinging at you, how are you on autopilot? But it's amazing how that works inside that. What he described, I had never had it described in that way. I thought that was really poignant because a lot of the times, even though you're doing something super physical or even super hard, you're in the boardroom, you're tossing out ideas. You can do that with a sense of autopilot. Maybe you've gotten so bored and so kind of distracted, lethargic. Maybe you just gave up on progressing you've basically become disillusioned maybe that's strong and you just kind of are phoning it in at the end of the day well guess what staying active mentally and staying with it upstairs that's what i want for us staying connected through the crunches that you do in a daily life it's important all right it's important to stay active you'll hear me talk about that use that as my mantra Pound the podium, staying active, but also stay with it upstairs too. Being amazing shape means that your cognitive abilities also stay heightened. They also stay sharp. I did the episode about talking about Musashi, right? And how Musashi's whole thing was how there's an interconnectedness between all the things and what you practice physically. So all of these adjacent aspects that have little to do on the surface with you getting better, right, at your, your trail running. Nothing else matters but your trail runs. Well, that requires you to do a bit more research on ancillary ideas related to trail running. Now you have to start breaking down and analyzing recovery. So now you're breaking down what types of recovery are best. Now you're breaking down what type of modus operandi you got to get after it inside the gym. How many squats? What weight? So you're getting good at that. You only care about trail running. Now you have to care about what shorts you wear when you do your trail running. Or if you're wearing the long, you know, the long tights that once were only reserved for bay. <laughs> now everybody's putting on those long, less people these days, but the long, what are you, leggings, right? We have men, women, everybody wearing the leggings. When you're running, maybe that's your thing. Trail running was important. Now you have to learn all the ancillary aspects of it in order to be really good at it. There's a level of cognition involved. There's a level of cognition involved. Stay with it upstairs. We don't check out. It's always my belief that we check in when we're inside the gym. All day you've had the opportunity to just passingly give just enough attention to whatever type of quotidian bullshit you have going on, right? Even if that bullshit happens to be your source of income primarily, it's easy to check out. It's easy to check out because you have it clocked. You know how to do it. You know how to automate yourself. Today, we're going to talk about four different ways that you can really dial back in, right? You want to dial back in inside the gym and how that is actually going to help you dial back in to your everyday tasks in your daily life and your daily objectives. It's important. All right. Here's the good news. 
Good news is spending more time digging deep and getting after it only sharpens your mind. You release all these beautiful neurotransmitters, your serotonin and your dopamine. We've heard of these neurotransmitters, right? We've heard of these things that boost endorphins, make you feel good, improve your mood and motivation. That's a direct biological response. It's a it's 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 once it's it's the you know when they when you read those those you know those articles in any magazine and they're paraphrasing western scientific literature it's always like well it boosts serotonin and it boosts dopamine and that means what well it means a lot of stuff but basically you feel better you move better you have better motivation you're sharper you're able to apply more energy to the good parts of what you do on a daily life and then when the other it's when we do have these changes, it's not like popping a pill, all right? And, you know, probably one of the things that gets me the most attention when I hear about it is, like, you want to stay sharp during your day. You want to be a very active and mindful athlete or active person. I hear a lot about supplements on the side. I hear a lot of supplements that are about, you know, you got, like, alpha brain and you have all the, like, in the, uh, you know, mu- uh, mushroom-based supplements that are supposed to give you like you sharpen parts of your mind with with uh, from you know f- the the activation of compounds and receptors in your mind that make you sharper and all that might be great. You know, if you're going to take some kind of IQ test after, I-, I don't know. That's 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 really great. But we have the ability naturally to stay sharpened and to be you know kind of the 100% version of what we're supposed to be. There is a definite ego killing that comes with us staying in shape and being sharper mentally, not checking out and not daydreaming, right? We're sharper, more holistic versions of ourselves. It's been proven time and time again for decades how much being active actually makes you more sharp mentally, cognitively, and how all of that is anathema to stress, right? And how stress limits what you learn. All of this is true. And really in general, the holistic nature of getting in shape, it's, it's sometimes not enough when we talk about marketing. And, and then we start to employ all these other things to sharpen your mind and keep you really sharp throughout the day. And it reminds me a lot of not to go on a diatribe or nothing, um, but it reminds me a lot of when you see the athletes and they're doing the light panel and they're slapping all the lights really quickly, like they're getting invaded by a swarm of mosquitoes. It, it made me, it makes me laugh when I see those, to be honest. I've the first time I encountered it, I was in Las Vegas with some friends and we went to the boxing hall of fame in one of the hotels, right? might've been the Luxor. And so we're going there and we're checking out all the cool memorabilia just in the middle of the day, right? You're in Vegas. It's the middle of the day. You, there's only so much recovery you can do. So me, the homies, we go there and, uh, on, there's all these activities that you could do all these, you know, um, you have where you can sit down and do a live interview and you, you could sit down and do, you know, all this stuff. And we're sitting we come by this wall, and the wall has all these lights on it. And, uh, well, we started playing around with that thing. You guys have seen this before. It's the wall. 
it has a concentric circle of scattered lights everywhere. And as soon as that thing lights up, you're supposed to smash it. And then they get faster and faster. And then they got you looking like, you know, like you're having, you know, like you need another set of arms just to hit all the lights at the same time. And they start to go so fast that it's pretty much impossible for anyone to actually do it. <laughs> and then afterwards, you get your score. Right. And you're always disappointed in your score. You wish you could get 100 percent, but it's not possible. Well, now they started to replicate things like that inside the gym. And I remember thinking like at the time that that was fun for a bunch of friends to do in Vegas. But now we're actually employing it inside of certain gyms and it's testing reflexes. And it's like, well, really? Is this really the measure or the metric for cognition <laughs> is like <laughs> a board game? I don't think it is. So, um, and I don't mean in a literal board game. That's actually probably beneficial. I digress. The point is. We don't need much more than just staying really active. It is within our bodies to produce all of these great neurotransmitters. And this is my point, not like popping a pill. It's not like popping a pill. When we pop a pill, and I, there's no judgment if you have prescriptions in order to shift moods because you are in a space where you're very depressed, very anxious, Right? Maybe you have the manic depression. Anything out there where you do have to talk to psychiatrists, where I've had people like you guys come and work out with me who do talk to psychiatrists who prescribe pills. There's no shame. There's no shame. There's no taboo in something like that at all. But for the overwhelming, and I do mean that, majority of us, this is different than popping a pill. It isn't an automatic fix to your problems. This is a long-term play, meaning you have to stick with it for a long, long time. All right. Once you do that, your body starts to recognize the concentrations of said neurotransmitters. You start to your feedback loops, right? What we call when we're talking about moving weight around muscle memory, but those feedback loops, they start to be very responsive, very efficient. So we know at this time of day, we have an influx of serotonin. Our body gets better at uptaking it. And we start to notice the changes quicker. That happens over time. It's not a pill where it happens same day, right away. Over time, right? Norepinephrine adding to our billowing our attention and memory status, making us real sharp mentally. All of this helps us learn. And what do we learn on a daily basis? Not only do we learn about ourselves and how to overcome those barriers that are holding us back, but we learn more about whatever we employ on a daily could be job related, could be life related, family, friendships and relationships, social, all of those things. Speaking of social, right? That helps us stay sharp. <clears throat> Excuse me, sharper is being more uh, empathic. Right? So when we're out here working out, all those beautiful neurotransmitter oxytocin, right? All of this stuff that keeps us connected with other people helps our social aspect with adds to our holistic nature. Now, this isn't news to you guys so much. How do we do it? All right. How do we stay dialed in to our gym life, to our fitness so that we can stay dialed in all the time? Like when my coach would echo, don't turn off your brain. Right. Or when you guys are working out really hard and you had a long day and you're, you're just kind of like, 
out of it, right? And then you come into the gym. How do you dial in with the mind? What are you focusing on when you're out here doing a workout, right? We talked about it on the treadmill. We talked about working your biomechanics. And I'm not necessarily talking about boredom here. But on the treadmill, when we started to get bored, I talked about your biomechanics. How are we going to work that? Well, similarly, we're going to talk about four means. Number one, I want you guys to start dialing in with your heart rate monitor. So heart rate monitors are super useful and now more ubiquitous than ever. At one point, at one point, our cell phones were capable of taking any reading from any heart rate strap and, sh- and, and Bluetoothing it to your cell phone. So all you had to do is flip open that app, that Samsung Health, that Apple Health equivalent, pop that thing open, and it tells you what your heart rate is. Not only that, but it's going to be there every day telling you what your heart rate was. When you woke up today, it was at 71. And when you went to bed, it was at, you know, 81. How do you feel? It's going to give you all these metrics, right? And then it was going to give you some analytics on how your life is going on some lightweight judgment type stuff. Right, and then we start judging ourselves and everything. But all that's really useful. All that's really useful. Get yourself a heart rate monitor. They're easy to come by these days. In fact, you want to go to your cell phone carrier and drop some bread, monthly bread, on one of those watches. Those smart watches are great. Easy to lose, but really good for you because you can just tap that thing a few times and you get your heart rate. And I, you know, maybe you got a board meeting or some kind of meeting coming, big meeting coming up, right? Right? You tap that thing. You had a lot of, you had a lot of jobs. You're on call, on the grind, you're pounding the pavement, right? Doing your job. You tap that watch, really, in the middle of the day, not during your workout. Kind of assess where you're at. Okay. There's a little bit of that, too. That's great. But what those things are really good at inside the gym or wherever you lease your fitness for the hour is showing you your heart rate, what you did to peak it, right? Because 220 minus your age, that's your max heart rate. Theoretically, you're never going to get to that exact number. Absolute zero, never at zero. Theoretically, your max heart rate, you're never going to get to that number. So like 98% of that number is what you're looking to get to. 95 maybe. Figure it out. Was it during jump ropes? Was it during back squats? Was it during push-ups? Whatever that number is, that's the height. That's the height of your heart rate. That's your peak heart rate. Okay, if it was during your pull-ups, chances are that's something that you need to get way better. If it's after doing like one pull-up with the bands, then it's like, okay, well, now I know. What are we working when we do our pull-ups? Our primary targets, these back muscle, just in total, our back muscles, a little bit of bicep, right? Maybe it's just the fact that doing body weight and calisthenics is really challenging. So now we know what to target, okay? Maybe it was something really more easy to clock, like doing cardio. So it was like I jogged a mile, and by the time I got done with that mile, my heart rate was at, you know, 175. So maybe my cardio sucks, and that's something that I need to be working on. As I'm jogging, the next time, now that I have this input, as I'm doing my pull-ups the next time, I'm going to make sure that the heart rate doesn't peak. So I'm going to go really, really slower. I'm going to start to dial in and think about my heart rate as a function of how much effort I'm putting out, quite literally. 
All right. That's number one is get you a heart rate monitor and start to see what your steady state is when you get to 100 beats per minute during your workout. How long does it take you to steady off into the heart rate that lasts the longest? How long does that take? 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 2 minutes. If it's 2 minutes, um, you know, you're, you're not in good shape. You're in terrible shape. And, uh, you know. But nonetheless, later on what you can do is you can figure out what your lactate threshold is what your aerobic threshold is and stay within those two things peaking whenever you need to in order to push yourself for certain events right uh when i was training fighters i could see okay we need to get to 170 now for this long and pull it back down to 100 within a minute we were super active using those heart rate monitors Right. A lot of times when you guys don't have heart rate monitors, what I'll do when especially when I first get to meet you guys is I'll actually put my put my fingers right there on your neck, right there on your carotid and try to find that heart rate manually like they did in the 40s. Right. And figure out what that heart rate delta is going to be that variability so that I could show us what type of work we need to be doing. And all of a sudden, all of this starts to make us dial into our workout more we start to dial in more we start to feel it more you start to pay more attention we don't shut off our brain we're staying connected number two your rpe i gotta ask you what your heart rate is right now you're not gonna have any idea unless you have really a good experience measuring your heart rate so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna ask you guys how do you feel scale from one to ten ten is like Get the gurney. Call my family. No, it's, it's you being bent over, hands on the knees, not like Meg the Stallion. It's bent over, gasping. You can't do nothing else but stand still and catch your breath. That's a 10. It's almost you at your fully inoperational. It's not bad to get to 10. It's probably more of a diffusion thing where you just worked out really, really hard. at something you're not particularly good at and you have to stop. Okay. That's what a 10 is. You're probably going to have to aim for a seven every time you get in the thing working hard. And if you have competition coming up, you're working towards that eight or that nine. Sometimes people are pushing you to that 10. Please believe. All right. RPE. You want to make sure that during your workout, you're doing a self-evaluation, a quality self-evaluation about how many you think you can do. I've heard it be called reps in reserve. It's a little bit more complicated than the idea of an RPE, which I believe is something that this Borg person, Mr. Borg, came up with in like the 40s, 50s, or 60s, right? It's just what do you think you're capable of doing? Get to that six for most of the time, touch that eight. And if you're in competition, you should be going to nines quite frequently throughout and bringing it back down to a four. There's all these adjustments that can be made based on what your activity is, based on, you know, if you're doing martial arts, if you're running a lot, if you're biking a lot, if you're doing a lot of distance, endurance versus hard power lifting, all right? Number three, I want you guys to try. So that's number one. Number one is get the heart rate monitor. Number two is check your RPE, self-evaluate, and say, okay, I'm at a five. Do I want to stay here, ratchet up or down? All right? 
Number three, group workout. Do one a week. If that's too much, do one every two weeks. And what that does is, we talked about it earlier, helps us increase our empathy, helps us increase our eye contact, helps us increase the, the mirror neurons, the part of us that is reflected in other people. Right? A lot of the times we form social bonds just as tribal beings. And what those social bonds do is it gives us a sense to see how we are with how we are. It's a mirroring effect. The way I treat other people is the way other people treat me. I teach us, I teach other people how to treat me. And while inside the gym, it doesn't have to necessarily be that deep. There is a lot of truth to us being tribal figures. And I have said it before, a lot of the times a great gym will be a small tribe or a very inclusive conniption of folks. And that's what is very important inside of a group workout. Now, a lot of us are lone wolves. We don't like to get into the group workout too much, but there is a lot of benefit, a lot of long-term benefit, even if you can find something that doesn't have a high amount of group interaction necessarily, right? Maybe it's yoga where you're not actually doing high fives and stuff like that in between fist bumping, elbow bumping. But you do have a sense of camaraderie and oneness inside the thing, doing the thing, right? Because everybody's doing the same thing. We often, you know, share space. It gives us a chance to act and feel in a nascent mindset, a nascent tribal communal mindset, right? Where at once upon a time, it was important for everybody to get along for the survival of the people that are closest to me on a daily basis. That is that tribe aspect of it. And getting in one group workout taps in, I think, to that genome part of us, that, that genotype where we needed to rely on other people to be communal. Because look, over time, we're losing that quick, quick. <laughs> in general, my opinion, we're losing that with the quicks. And it's because what we thought was really, you know, binding a global sense of sociability with technology, you know, has actually encouraged or aggrandized a lot of isolation at times. And so even if you're a lone wolf, I encourage you to stave off such isolation, get yourself into some type of group environment when you're doing your fitness, even if it's like a running group. I've heard about running groups. People do running groups. I think my mom, I don't know if she still does it, but for years she did it. And I've had, I've met a lot of people that do it inside the gym. I've been in gyms where they form running groups at the gym and uh, never done one myself because I was never much of a runner until recently. And I always wonder like, what do you like run next to each other and talk? Or do you even talk? Do you even meet up at the same time? What is a group? <laughs> exactly. Is that like the most liberal definition of a group? Like a bunch of people in <laughs> a 30-foot radius of each other doing something kind of similar? I don't know. Like if you go to a restaurant, <laughs> are you in a group? <sighs> anyway, um, try one per week. And the last thing Number four, how to stay connected, how to stay with it upstairs, how to be dialed in when you're working out 
in the gym or the place you lease as the gym is to try new and adjacent stuff. Going back to that idea that interconnectivity is where you thrive and actually sharpens your ability to do the primary workout, exercise, physicality that you're trying to get better at. Right? You're trying to get better at your running. It requires you to take time and learn about recovery, stretching, plyometrics, etc., etc. New and adjacent aspects of whatever physical thing you're doing makes you a beast at whatever physical thing you're doing. And I want you guys to remember that. Try to do new stuff, adjacent things to help you thrive. Number one, get yourself a heart rate monitor. Two, discover what your RPE is and self-evaluate when you're working out. Three, try one group workout per week or two per month, right? Number four, do new and adjacent things. All of these are designed to make sure that you dial in around you, which again helps you dial in when you're not inside the gym, when you're not there working out. And this is exactly why it is important for us to dial in because it helps us and gives us energy and agency to smash the ego. I mean, the ego is all about comfortability and staying where you're at. Give yourself the energy and agency to like conquer that and get by it. All right. And that's what I want for you guys. All right. I'm gonna leave you with that right there. Egokillershow.com. Let me know how all of this turns out for you guys. All right. I'm pulling for you and you can check me out on the Substack. If you guys shout out the show on socials, I will send you a free gift. I promise, right? Throw up a story. Tag me in one of your stories. Tag the show. That would be fire. Uh, I appreciate you guys. And I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your week. All right. Till the next one. Stay up. <laughs>